everyone, Susan Finch here, your host for Rooted in Revenue today. And I have a really special guest. I have James Obermeyer. He is a CEO of the Sales Lead Management Association, a known author, speaker, etc. And we are talking about generating buzz before, during, and after your event with five easy tips. Super easy things you can do, but it takes a little bit of planning. So join us. So many people schedule shows and they wait till the last minute to do any promotion or they do no promotion and they get one third the audience they could really get. And Susan Finch is an expert at getting people, what I call butts in the seats and people into the show floor and visiting your booth and afterwards getting the most from it. Susan She's with SusanFinch.com. Her mission is creating solutions that give you power, renewed excitement, peace of mind, knowledge, and a plan while making you look great. Susan, tell us about trade shows. (laughs) You paper rattler, you. We can all hear that. So trade shows, what I've noticed with clients, corporate clients especially, over the last year or two, is that they have to cram these conferences into their schedules. So they already have, the marketing team has their regular duties and everything they have to get done to keep the ball rolling all the time. Then it's like, oh, and we get to go to five conferences and we need a booth. Oh, and one time we're speaking and these teams are having to cram all this stuff in there plus make an effective you know, presentation as far as what they do when they get there, how they connect with people, all the leads that they generate and the leads they follow up with. And it's a lot. It's, that's a difficult task for especially smaller marketing teams. Well, and the problem is shows are a 15-month program, three months before the show starts and a year after the event itself. Now, whether it's an exhibit or whether you're speaking or whether you just have a team going to look at a show and you're there to network and you're there to attend the programs, uh, let's start with speaking to begin with. What do you do to maximize your impact when you're speaking at a conference? Maybe not exhibiting, but speaking. Let's talk about that. I'm going to back it up further. 15 months, I've run into clients that they have eight months notice, six months notice, and all of a sudden they're filling in a hole that somebody else abandoned. We have to pull all this together and get there in time, and that's difficult too. So ideally, yes, 15 months before the other event from the prior year ends, you're already planning the next year's event. Right. You're planning it with emails. You're planning with it with specialty items to pull people in. Anything I hate is I go to a show and I come back. There are three uh, letters that I've gotten or even sometimes emails that says, can't wait to see you at the show. Uh, we've got this all special. You got all these special things going on. And they mail the stuff a day or so before the show. Drives me crazy. Let's go back to... What if you're speaking at the show? What do you have to do to make sure you've got a good audience and you make maximum use of that speaking event? Oh, a a good audience. Isn't that embarrassing? Haven't you ever sat in conferences where you go into a session and it's very poorly attended? Don't you feel horrible for that speaker? Yeah, you do. So you think it's their fault or is it the uh, when it was scheduled? That's a great point, too. Part of it is their fault or their team's fault. Because if you as a speaker are so busy working on what you're going to say and nobody, either you or nobody on your behalf, is helping you connect with the other speakers, the sponsors, the exhibitors, the attendees ahead of time, how is anybody going to get excited about your being there? So if you don't tell people that, oh, by the way, I'm speaking next month, oh, by the way, it should be up on my website, oh, by the way, come on by and listen to it, 
or I'll give you a transcript or a PowerPoint afterwards if you can't attend. That's part of getting the butts in the seats. Part of it actually starts earlier. I learned years ago that if I'm going to a conference and it's a three-day conference and they want me to speak, sometimes they'll put me on at the end of the day or they'll put me on the last day towards the end of the day, which is just deadly. And I usually say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry this year. I, I can, uh, I'm only going to be there on the first day, but I'd love to speak. Well, invariably, they put you on the first day, and they put you usually sometimes in the middle of the program. If it's Even if it's at the end of the program on the first day, it's still better than being on the last day. The attendance is going to be up, and if you happen to have an exhibit, you've got more chances that people are going to stop by and see you, or they'll stop you in the halls and say, oh, I heard you speak, and I, I had a question because I disagree with what you said, and I think you're a lion, son of a gun. But... <laughs> Anyway, at least you get some recognition when you get the speech going. So let's say that you got the speech on the first day and you let other people know. What else can you do? Or what if your team member, it's not even you speaking, but somebody from your company that you need to support, you can also help them get butts in the seat. You reach out to all your connections. You start to reach out to the people that are attending the sponsor. You start chatting it up and not just your own stuff. They can't wait to speak and so-and-so is speaking as well. It's mentioning and becoming this advocate for everybody that's attending. You are a hero. Your team is a hero. Your company is a hero when you do these things. But I it takes give, time. I used to give speaking um, uh, speaking engagement information to salespeople who would put it into their email signatures a month or so before the, the program. It said, oh, by the way, uh, we've got a, uh, a guy a speaking at this idea. show on such and such a topic. They don't care who's speaking. The topic is more important than the person. Yes. They don't care who Jim Obermeyer is. They want to know what problem are you going to solve for me, and then I'm going to only remotely care about who you are. Right. And that, I mean, what a great, that's one of those minor tips. It's a big, huge tip, yet it's an easy one that people forget to do. We're going to be at this trade show. Tr- change out your Twitter, your Twitter banner graphic. Change out your LinkedIn banners. Something that wherever people find you guys that you're drawing attention, your website homepage. Oh my gosh, we're going to be here. We have a booth. We're going to be speaking. You're missing out if you don't attend. People forget all those details. They're so worried about their own little world and gathering it up to get it ready to go, covering their bases to make sure their clients are taken care of, their other tasks are taken care of, that they forget these tremendous details that can make a huge difference. Well, it's also the title of the program, which which also gets people excited. Matt Hill and I give a program at the Exhibitor Show every year, and we have for many years. And the title was, uh, "Oh, uh, how to manage your, uh, your leads at trade shows." Uh, it was a it was a nice title, and it used to get, do all right. But about two years ago, we said, "How to double the qualified leads at your trade show?" Well, we went from forty five people to ninety per session, and, and management said, "How did you do this? The, the presentation is the same." We said, well, we changed the title. Uh, it's right. a bigger promise. We, we finally took a title away from them and made it our own title. Right. And, so and that makes that a, simple. That makes a big difference. Uh, have you ever, I mean, I've scanned through, you know, conference agendas, and you go through some of these titles, and you're already yawning. There's or no what's in it for me. Why should they bother to attend? Exactly. Or it sounds so dry. It's like, oh, my gosh, shoot me now. I don't want to go, and the I don't want to th- talk about it. The other thing I do is uh, I take a, a lesson from TED Talks, and I try to get away from these long introductions. 
Yes. And sometimes a, a, somebody will stand up and give you an introduction. And I had one out in Ohio once at a, uh, at a I forgot the group. It was the Business Marketing Association or one of them. And the guy stood up and he says, uh, uh, let's see, Jim's, uh, Jim's here today. He's, his topic is, uh, is something to do with sales leads. Uh, I didn't really schedule him. Uh, our president's not here. I don't know anything about Jim, but he seems like a really nice guy. Jim, would you please stand up? <laughs> that was perfect. So... I had to do my own introduction, which wasn't bad. So if I see somebody hesitant, I always show up with an introduction written for someone. And I take it from TED Talks. I try to take it away from Jim has been a VP of sales at 29 companies, uh, as an interim manager and six of VPs and yada. Take away all that. And I start off with Jim is going to solve the problem of such and such today. And he's going to do it in, in so many minutes. And he's going to cover these particular subjects, and you're going to really find it interesting. Oh, yeah, he's been a VP, he's been this, he's been that. But we can always talk about that later. Let's get into the subject matter. Now they don't have to go through three minutes of introduction. They get right into it. And TED Talks does that. They do their introductions really fast. It has to do with the subject, not the person. Nobody cares about who Jim they is. Read, they want they to know. read up on them later. They can go seek them out and say, oh, I want to see what else they've done. But you're right. Get to the meat of it immediately. Give me my value for showing up. So that's you know that gets gets us back to you know the whole purpose of the conference. Yes, the speaker has a responsibility, but the speaker's team has a responsibility too. And you guys have got to reach out and make an effort to support that person from your team that's there because you all win if we get more butts in the seat and if they're talking about you and what was said. Well, the PR teams love to be given this kind of a chore. The PR teams that do the press releases, the PR teams think about how they're going to get this out. And if you're going to be at the conference, they'll very often give you a list of the attendees that you can go ahead and send promotions to. A lot of people don't do that. Only They only do the promotions if they're exhibiting. But if they're speaking beforehand, if you can get that list of attendees and send them a, a little a blurb about this is what I'm speaking on. I'd love to have you there. Uh, please, won't you please come and make me look good? You know, something like this. It, it, it's uh, I'm kidding, of course, but it, but let's get started on the exhibit itself. What do you do at the exhibit to get the butts in the seats and, and to get more qualified leads? You start talking to them before you even get there. You mean that's no. just a simple email that goes no. out? No, I'm going to be there no, in six weeks? No, there's a lot weeks? more, and I'm not going to give away all my shiny, but you do need to get more people intrigued that when they arrive, they're going to be looking for your booth. They're going to be looking for... I've been reading about them. I've been seeing what they've been offering. They're going to be premiering this. Give a hint of some reveal you're going to have. Come up with something that only attendees get to see and talk about it ahead of time because otherwise nobody's looking forward to you showing up. Well, I know people that have uh, sent a remote control uh, boat out without sending the remote control and said, come by the booth and pick it up or send a pen cap and say, I've got the, the rest of this pen this Mont Blanc pen waiting for you at the booth. Or come by and pick up your yo-yo at the booth because we're going to have an hourly yo-yo contest. And I've watched things double, number of people double and triple. Yo-yos are ridiculous. People just, and they walk, you give them a yo-yo and they walk all over the show yo-yoing these men. Susan, <laughs> tell us about the exhibit itself. How do you, you, you said you got to get started early. It can't just be a simple email. What else do you do to get those butts in the seats? Well, a lot of conferences allow you to see who's attending. If you've signed up and paid the money, and some of them it's pretty big money, you have the ability to connect with these folks through usually an intranet or an extranet, I should say, within the conference site, or see the list of attendees. If you're a sponsor or exhibitor 
or even a speaker, a lot of times you'll be given that list. Well, go find them. Go talk to them. Learn about them and start to pick out the folks that you may want to get to know or that you want to know you. Sometimes and, they allow you to uh, do a video and they'll distribute the video for you. Well, wouldn't that be awesome? So then you have to have an idea for what you want that video to be. No, they just need somebody like you to help produce it. But the exhibitor show, they'll take a video. And I've been on several programs where they use those promotional videos to 30-second, uh, 60-second uh, videos to, to describe the programs. So, I've seen people run contests, too, on their social media, you know, daring people to do things or show me your whatever method that you're using or something or show me your cat. I don't care. And they submit these videos, but it gets the conversation started. You know, if you're coming and then when you show up, we're going to pick the best of the best and give you a prize. Well, shows are definitely destinations. Exhibits are very often destinations. People are told, please, uh, if you're going to the exhibit show floor, I want you to go by these three or four exhibits. I mean, ex the, uh, the research has proven that most exhibitors just don't walk through. They usually have three or four that they want to talk to. And you want to get on that talk-to list so it's a destination and they walk up, right? Well, yeah, but think about it. You know the layout of the show if you're an exhibitor. You know who's by you. Clearly your competitor, but it's somebody that might be a strategic alliance. Why not get together in a conference call with them ahead of time and everybody promote their booths as a group and start to send this stuff out? Uh, There's a, okay. Okay. Creating alliances ahead of time to build buzz, to make your block. Think of an auto mall. You know, you have 19 auto dealerships. Why do they do well? Because it's one stop. They don't have to go to this place over on that side of town, this place on that side of town. They come to one gathering spot for something wonderful or whatever they're looking for. So if you make your corner of the exhibit or of the floor the destination because there are four great exhibitors hanging out together, you're going to drive up traffic for all of you. What do you think of live presentations during the show? You mean within the booth? Within the booth, yes. Excuse me. Live presentations within the booth. I like it if you can make it. It has to be knock me out, and it needs to be something that you can promote ahead of time with I'm doing it at, you know, on the hour every odd hour or something to create buzz and that need to be there, that urgency to be there on time to witness it. Okay. So you, you do believe in it. You do think it's worth it. There are places like live... Uh, What's our live.com or liveentertainment.com that does a lot of these for different trade show uh, producers? So you get a professional a voice and an actor up there to do these, but sometimes they're just good technical presentations on, on what your products are doing and the benefits of the products, and that's good too, usually a product manager or someone like that. I've had, um, I've had a one product a company that uh, had 10 feet and put 10 chairs into a 10 foot booth, and that was. That was their show, and they took everybody's name uh, to have that free T-shirt, which they gave away, and they took all their names. And at the end of the show, they had two or 300 people that had sat down and listened to their pitch from those 10 seats. It was quite interesting, considering how small it was. Well, I've seen some, some really cool things done with live broadcasting from Boots. My friend Mia Voss of the Mia Connect, what she does is she will have a couple of comfy chairs have the proper lighting set up, which already builds buzz because you have this studio ambiance in a booth and she will invite different exhibitors in to come and talk about their product or service if they aren't direct competitors. 
and they have this conversation. They broadcast it live on YouTube. And there's this buzz going then. And people want to witness live shows and interviews, even if it's just an exhibitor. It's still this celebrity type of buzz that gets going. And then it gives you replay value later. But the live interview, you know, within a booth, I've seen that be very successful and very great interviews that you wouldn't normally get because everybody's gathered in one spot. I see. Cool. Now, what happens after the show? I mean, it's one thing to put the, put the butts in the seats, right? Right. What happens after the show? What do you do with all those names? You need to follow up and... Man, you better remember those names, that they were actually great people that you want to have. These are hot leads now. These are no longer cold leads. These aren't warm leads. Hopefully, these are people you've had conversations with. So you need to keep that conversation going. It isn't go back to the office business as usual, put them in an, put the cards in an envelope or the digital contact list that you created you know, and set it aside, hoping that you remember to add them to your email list. You need to strike why you know, the iron top. Ask them. Interview them. What about an after-event interview, a quick audio or video Product interview I get from it? What was your favorite moment? And then that gives you more things to talk about and share, and they get excited about you because you talked about and you thought they were cool enough to share what they said. And everybody well, loves it. A lot of apps, uh, the uh, inquiry management, uh, management computers at the show today, as soon as a person has their badge scanned and it says what product they're interested in they will get an instant email with the literature attached before they even leave the booth that may be too much and it may get lost later but it certainly shows responsiveness and delivering what people would like to see it does i have mixed feelings on that though i agree with you conferences whether you're extrovert or introvert you're still overwhelmed with everything going on around you and to be bombarded, you know, think if you went to 10 booths and they all did that. Crud. You know, my phone's filling up with all this junk. I, I want to be here and be present. I want to talk to the real people. I'm not going to read all your stuff. I might do it later. Okay. What about, oh, I meant to mention something earlier. What about training at the booth? You know, Matt Hill, one of our board members, does a lot of training on how to qualify people at trade shows. Depends how much booth space you have and what else you're trying to accomplish. Well, this training is usually beforehand where you actually train people on how to qualify people. And I've seen Matt increase the lead count by uh, two, 300% simply by training everybody in the booth how to qualify people, how to dismiss people, and uh, how to, uh, how to uh, process people through and answer questions, how to present to multiple people at the same time, etc. Because you're Susan, training your own team. Never miss an episode? Check out rootedinrevenue.com and subscribe on the site to get weekly updates of when new episodes come out. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. We want to be where you are, so go subscribe. We'll get you all the information you need to do your best with marketing of events and your online presence. <laughs>